And so I've really been looking forward all week to Teen Challenge being here. They're going to be singing today. They're going to be giving some testimonies for us. But would you just clap for them and welcome them as they come? Good morning, Portview. Good morning, church. What a great bunch of good-looking people. Uh, no, my name is Ram Torres, and uh, it's an honor to, to have my brothers and I uh, be here to worship the Lord with you. Uh, my brothers and I, we represent Adult Teen Challenge Milwaukee, so thank you for having us. Uh, usually, I want to tell the church because the people... You guys are the church. The church is just not the building. The, pe- the people that come here, you guys make the church. And I've, I've been blessed enough to be able to travel throughout Wisconsin, Illinois, and go through a lot of churches. But it's something about this church that makes you feel the Holy Spirit is here. So it's an honor and, and it's a blessing to be here with you guys. Uh, if you guys allow me, I want to start off with prayer and then I'll move forward. So, Heavenly Father, I give you all the praise and glory. I thank you for giving me the opportunity to come here and praise and worship you here with my family. Not only with the Dunk Team Challenge, but with my brothers and sisters that love you and need you. I thank you for the opportunity to wake up, for the small things, to be able to breathe, to be able to touch, taste, and smell. Just to be able to do your will just for today. Lord, I, I ask you for nothing, but I thank you for just the opportunity to come here. I thank you for taking care of the people all over the world. The war, Ukraine and Russia, uh, the sickness, disease, COVID-19, just the people that are suffering. Addiction not only is alcohol and drugs, it's depression, anxiety. Everything that you go through, Lord, we're your children, and you love us, so I know that you have us. I ask that you take care of us just by doing right, doing right just in your eyes, Lord. I ask that you take care of of each and one of us because we're all your children, Lord. Things change, Lord, styles, cars, the way we dress, hairstyles, everything else. But one thing that hasn't changed in over 2,000 years is your holy word. So, Lord, I come upon you before you today to, to ask you to use me as a vessel, to use my brothers and I to be able to reach at least one person through our testimonies and our songs. If we've done that, we've done our job, Lord. So we're fishermen of men, so use me as bait, Lord. Let me cast at least one person because that one person turns into two and then to four, and it multiplies over and over, Lord. So I come before you, and your sons have a name I pray. Amen. Thank you, guys. Myself, uh, my brother's here. It's, uh, it's very difficult to come here because Adult Teen Challenge is a one-year faith-based uh, rehab place program. Um, I graduated, thank the good Lord, February 28th of this year. Amen? Thank you. And now, and now I'm able to give back. That's, that's uh, what's on my heart. Uh, one day I would love to become staff and maybe, you know, do missionary work. But the reason that I'm here is because we're trying to reach out to the people that are struggling with addiction. Like I said, addiction is just not alcohol and drugs. It could be something that you're dealing with in your mind, uh, just, you know, anxiety, depression. You know, addiction hits us in different ways. So we're here to be able to try to reach out to you in, in different forms. The way Adult Teen Challenge was, was constructed or made was by a rural pastor in 1958 in Pennsylvania by the name of David Wilkerson. He, uh, he, didn't, he was a very humble man. He didn't like uh, 
TV, to be honest with you. Um, he read a lot. He was quiet, but he, he had faith and loved the Lord. So one night uh, in his home, he turned the TV off and he came across a Time magazine. In that magazine, he, he read a, an article about seven young men in New York that were on trial for murder. They had murdered another young man by the name of Michael Farmer that was 14 years old. So his heart went out to them, and he felt that God was asking him to go and help these young men to try to help them. How? He didn't know. When? Where? He didn't know. But he knew that he had to do the best he could to try to help them. So since he didn't like TV, what you think about it in the Dunteen Challenge, it's very constricted to where they, uh, they allow us to read the Bible. We're limited. We have Bible reading almost uh, every day of the week from 9 to 9.30. Uh, we're limited to how much TV we watch. And one of the reasons is maybe because he didn't like TV and he sold it to get gas money to go to New York to try to help these young men, which he was not able to. He got there, and he was able to see on the streets of New York the prostitution, drug addiction, the, the, the gang banking, all the, the, the bad things that were going on, and his heart went out to him. So he went to court. They kicked him out. It took his picture, and the, the young people that were struggling with addiction and, and all the mess that was happening you know, back then and even today, which is much worse, uh, seen his picture, and they felt they had a connection with him. They, said, they don't want him. They don't want us. They don't like him. They don't like us. So he went back. The church helped him out. The church, we are the church. We are the people. We help each other out. So they ended up sending him back. He was able to go and collect a little bit of money. Not knowing where he was at and everything else, he went there, and he was able not to help the, the young men that were on trial, but the people on the streets, the people that, that were dealing with drug addiction and everything else. Because of that man, today, there's over 1,400 centers of Teen Challenge worldwide. Isn't that great? Amen. Thank you, Lord. So what we're here to do is to thank the Lord, and hopefully with our testimonies and our songs, we're able to reach just one person. So thank you. This book, The Christ and the Switchblade, really is a story of the origin of Teen Challenge, and it was one man moved with compassion to reach people that were suffering in gang activity, addiction in New York City, it's over 60 years ago now, and it's multiplied the world over. There's 1,400 centers, and we represent one here in Wisconsin. Well, I started drinking and smoking at a young age, and I had my son Tyler when I was 18. I was in a relationship that was very physically and emotionally abusive, which led me to taking a variety of pain medication. And then when I was about 23, 24 years old, I started using heroin, and that's when I completely lost control. You know, the thing about addiction is it doesn't just affect the person that's trapped in addiction. It tears the entire family apart. Um, I don't believe my mom probably slept for years. She would just sit up trying to figure out how to help her son. I wouldn't answer my phone for six months at a time, and she was absolutely uh, going out of her mind. It's been said that there are two pillars in recovery, structure and relationships. And so such a core of Teen Challenge is structure. We're up early in the morning, we're doing chores, we're doing devos, going right into personal studies and group studies. 
And so it's this whole restructuring of how time is spent in a way that's going to build up instead of destroy. And so that takes time and it's, it's slow incremental change over a 12 month period and it's, it's awesome. Every day our students do a great job operating our thrift store. Work therapy is an awesome part of our day. Last year we sold over 85,000 items at our store. Our store and many other social enterprise opportunities are a big part of each day. At Great Lakes Adult and Teen Challenge, we focus on our retail business, picking up and working on donated vehicles, select landscaping projects, car washes, and local warehouse work. Proverbs 22:29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. We help our graduates become strong, productive citizens in their communities. If I can describe my experience at Adult and Teen Challenge in one word, it would be restoration because my life's been completely restored. My relationship with my family has been restored better than it's ever been before, especially with my son. If my mom wouldn't have made that phone call, I don't know where I'd be today. I had over a dozen overdoses, and I don't believe I'd even be here today. I'm so thankful that she made that call. Recently, Evangel University wanted to take a look at graduates, and so they did a study, an independent study, on the success rate of Adult and Teen Challenge. And what they found was 76% of men and women who completed Adult and Teen Challenge remain sober. There is success and there is freedom available through a relationship with Jesus. If you need help in any way, uh, please consider calling 748-HELP. That's 414-748-HELP. Our helpline is answered 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you call, uh, we can help you with the situation you're in and perhaps provide an opportunity for you to enter our residential program for women or enter our residential program for men. Good morning, church. I start everything I do with prayer. Um, so if you just bow your head and agree with me, I'd appreciate it. Father God, Lord, I just thank you, Lord. I love you and I praise you, Lord. I thank you so much for bringing me from where I was in the pit of my sin, my pain, my failure, my addiction, Lord, and bringing me to where I am now on this podium with men behind me surrendered, free from addiction, free from pain, free from sin, Lord, and it's all thanks to you, Lord. Every day that I have sober is all thanks to you, Lord. I'm so grateful, so thankful, Lord, and I just pray, Lord, that your glory may be shared here today. In Jesus' name, amen. My name is Justin, and uh, I'm a graduate of Teen Challenge, um, and I'm now on ELP, which is uh, Emerging Leader. It's another program. It's the second program. But um, I should not be here. It blows me away every day I wake up, and I just look around at the new life that God has provided for me. I've overdosed more than a dozen times, woke up with tubes in my body, in the back of ambulances, hospitals, jails, and uh, I lost custody of my kids. I've, just, I've made a lot of mistakes, took a lot of wrong turns, but God has been faithful the entire time. And uh, when I lost custody of my kids, um, it's when everything started falling apart for me. I became um, was the lowest point in my entire life. And when I cried out to the Lord, I called on your name, O Lord, from the depths of the pit. You heard my plea. Do not close your ears to my cry for relief. You came near when I called to you, and you said, Do not fear. 
Oh, Lord, you took up my case and you redeemed my life. And that's exactly what he did. I cried out to him, and he called me and brought me to the doors of Teen Challenge where I was able to surrender uh, my will to him. And just I trust him every day. I wake up, and um, it's a decision every day to follow him, to pursue him, to spend time in his, in his presence. And he speaks to me every day, all the time. He's always speaking with these scriptures on the wall, with my brothers, with numbers, with circumstances, conversations. He's just always around. And I just I thank Pastor Craig and Miss Jen for following their calling that God put on their life to run and just be a part of Teen Challenge. And I have a place. They pay me to stay there now. <laughs> I get a paycheck to help these guys and to have a beautiful room. The water, he provides everything for me. All I have to do is seek his face and do the best that I can every day just to walk in his purpose and his plan for me, which is good. Plans to prosper my life, not harm me. And every day he is so faithful, so good, so sweet, and it's overwhelming. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. And um, I'm, uh, my heart, it's, I grew up, I was born to a broken, addicted family. I was born again to a family that loves and supports and cares about my well-being, will do anything to help me succeed. Um, I'm about this close to having custody of my kids back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, uh. It's because of him. There's no way I'd have had the strength, the patience of the time to just have the renewed mind and renewed a heart to just be patient in this process. You know, 14 months clean and sober, and it's all thanks to him. And it's just getting started. This is just the start of this. And uh, I'm so excited for what he has for me. Um, I love scripture. This is where I find peace in his presence, in prayer, praise, and his word. A scripture that I hold very close to my heart is Galatians 6, 9. Do not grow weary in doing what is good, because at a proper time you reap a harvest if you do not give up. And I'm not giving up, ever. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, just, and just one scripture is just put in my heart. I just want to share. This is one that I really just try to stay focused every day. It's a battle. Every day it's a decision to follow him, to follow the spirit. The Spirit's always speaking, and it's, are you going to listen and do what it says? Because sometimes, like, get up there and speak in this microphone, like, I don't really want a direction. But it, it's just, it's always good, you know? He's always leading you in a good direction. And when you listen to it and follow it, it's just beautiful. Some of the things happen. And um, those who are living according to their sinful nature have their minds set on on that nature, that that nature desires. But those who live according with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind of a sinful man is death, but the mind of controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. The sinful man is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's laws, nor can it do so. Those controlled by their sinful nature cannot please God. I just thank you so much for having us here today. Praise God.
for having us. You're blessing us likewise. I thank Chris and um, here with the Teen Challenge. I thank God for Teen Challenge. I thank first of all the Lord and Savior for uh, getting me here into this uh, program. Kidnapped by my little sister and dragged, but it's all right. I made it. Um, 
what brought me was uh, an issue with alcohol. And, uh, you know, sometimes we think we can handle things and they sneak up on you. And away you go. So, uh, incredible transformation through the blood and salvation of Jesus Christ. And uh, you got to give credit to the program, too, which is properly designed to uh, bring you through your situation. But it's handled through Scripture, the, the, just the blood of Christ. Again, I keep using that, but it's really the salvation part of it all that really gets you through, all of us, guys. So... Uh, what I wanted to talk about was uh, the hope that comes with it all, okay? There's hope. There's restoration. Two biggies. And uh, if you are in a situation where you need to get it together a little more, it's a good choice. You will experience very positive things. Uh, both physically, mentally, and spiritually. And uh, I suck at eye contact, so there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Michael. Uh, Good morning, church. Uh, It's a blessing being here and being alive. I want to give the glory to God first, of course. Um, my name is Michael. I'm in the program for four months now. Um, you know, the enemy been taunting me for over 40 years, uh, since the age of six. You know, being raised in the 70s, 80s was really rough, especially for a single mom, raised five of us, and I'm the oldest. And... Uh, you know, they got divorced when I was at the age of six, got abused when I was at the age of six, and there was a lot of sadness, depression, uh, confusion. You know, at the age of six, you want your parents, you know, to be together. You don't understand that. So, you know, being the oldest, you're going to get the, your mom wants you to straighten you out so the other fours won't get it out of hand. You know, getting hit with uh, stenching cords, pots, or sneakers. <clears throat> At that age, you don't understand that. Sorry. Singing that song, Rescue Story, first testimony. It's about testimony. This is my first testimony, so it's a little hard. (laughs) No, I'm not. So at the age of 15, 16, uh, I finally told my mom, no more hitting, and I just went out to the streets instead of going after the Lord. And it just started with marijuana, uh, drinking, 
You know, the enemy puts it in your mind, you think you have something under control just by smoking weed and alcohol. But that's the enemy lying to you. So I let that get into me and escalated to cocaine. So in my mind, thinking that, you know, I have everything control. I got married at the age of 23. And uh, since I was a working man, I thought I was doing everything right, you know, working, uh, paying the bills, you know, and being a coach. I was coach. I, was, I loved baseball. So I coached all my three kids. And um, 2008, going a little forward with the life, um, my mom got diagnosed with cancer. So that's when I really relapsed and escalated to crack. And, uh, you know, my family is a very faithful to God. They are already godly, my wife, my kids. And I just want to say something. When somebody's praying for you, God is going to finish his plan. <laughs> I think this is going to be this hard. <laughs> um, um, so I was saying, um, uh, 2010, I was uh, baptized, I was reborn again, and you know the enemy knows when you're going to do good. He's going to try to get you, try to get you from your weakness. And in 2011, my brother got killed. And I took this route again, the bad route. But at that time, God was already planted on me. The seeds were already planted. So I knew I couldn't do wrong. It wasn't an eye for an eye because I was raised in Brooklyn. When somebody do something bad to you, you do it back to them. But that was, you know, I was learning at that time that you can't take revenge on nobody, and I left it in God's hands. And by leaving it in God's hands, you know, we wanted to know who did this and who didn't do this or why. And we was praying for it. I was getting on my knees praying, and we got results in four days, and they got caught, the people that did it. You know, he was a mistaken identity. So... Uh, Lost my job after that and going a little forward because I don't know how to have a lot of time. But whoever wants to talk to me, we'll talk after the service. Um, 2019, I decided to come to Team Challenge by, by my pastors. And uh lasted three months. Uh, again, for the pride and, and not being obedient, I ran out of it being a coward. I thought I was ready at three months, and things went well for, for a while, for a year and a half. I was sober, but and uh, last year, my mom got diagnosed again with cancer, and it was growing rapidly, so that, that really, again, hit me again, and I, again, took the wrong route, <laughs> and um on February, it was enough was enough for my family. I was about to lose my family. And I just decided, you know, I prayed to God, you know, that God, if it's in your will to the team challenge the right place, 
uh, give me a sign or something, or, or, or could I do this on my own again? And that same night I dreamed, and I was talking to a staff member in the dream. So I already knew that was the confirmation to go back to uh, Adult Teen Challenge. And, uh, and again, I got tested again. You know, February, I lost my mom, just being two weeks in the, in the program. But showing the, the, the love that these brothers gave me, I knew I had to come back and do the right thing. Just first for God, of course, and, and, and for my family, also for these brothers, because they, they really lift me up. I just want to say thank you guys. For me. It's not easy dealing with 27 grown men, but, <laughs> you know, when, when you put this program, puts God in the center of it. When God is in the center of it, he's going to move. And I'm telling you one thing, he's moving right now in this house. So if you have any family member, even your enemy, send them to Adult Teen Challenge because we're going to take care of them. They're going to get so much love, it's going to be overwhelming. It's, it's overwhelming watching these new guys come in, too, and... and See how God changes their life. You know, and, and limitations 320. The Lord is good to those hope in him, to the one who seeks him. And uh, since I'm seeking him now, I'm seeing him move. I'm seeing the Holy Spirit now. And the presence of him. And, uh, man, he's just good right now. And, and my family is, is in peace. There wasn't, they've been praying over me for 10 years, guys. So don't give up on your family members or friends because it's like my brother said earlier, you got to have patience. It's not when we want, it's when he wants. And I'm, I know I'm here for a purpose, bigger than, than I can imagine. And, you know, my plan, I just want to say something. My plan for my kids was uh, to be major league ball players because I love baseball. I could have been a major league player, but I got hurt. And... Um, like I said, God's plan is bigger than I is. My kids now are in a worship team. They didn't make no baseball uh, team, but they're in a better team right now. They're in God's team. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I coach all their life baseball, but, you know, I'm tired of being the tail. I want to be the head of the house again. So I want to be their coach, leading them to God. Thank you. Hi, church. Thank you guys for having us. Um, it's really a blessing to be here, honestly. Um, Holy Spirit put on my heart to um, just tell you guys that I love you all. And, um, and, and I love love. Um, I love my enemies. I love everyone. And that's thanks to Jesus Christ, um, my Lord and Savior. I uh, came to Teen Challenge um, in kind of a broken state. Um, I was traumatized as a young man, uh, a young boy, um, and that trauma um, fueled a hatred uh, for the world and for God even. I, there was a long time I didn't believe that God existed, but if he did, I hated him, and I didn't want anything to do with him. And, um, and, I, and the enemy uh, was telling me all sorts of things um, that I was like, yeah, that seems right. That seems good. And um, so I lashed out, and... Uh, there, a lot of people, if they don't have the Lord, they live lives of quiet desperation. 
And um, I, I lived a life of loud desperation. I was like an M80 blowing up everywhere. And, and, and my family's normal. They're like, um, they, they're not really uh, hyper-religious, but they're, they're moral people. And so to have me around was kind of problematic for them. And, and they didn't quite understand what I was doing or why I was doing it. And, and um, I just did, did a lot of drugs. And, and drugs, using drugs or any kind of substance is really just a symptom of uh, a bigger problem, which is trauma. You're traumatized, and you don't know how to heal. And who's the healer? Our Lord, Jesus Christ, and uh, and He's healed me. So um, yeah. So when I'm uh, I'm gonna tell you a couple of stories about what happened to me. Um, one time, um, I woke up in jail, and I had no recollection of why I was there. And I was banging on the jail cell door, saying, "Hey, why was I here? Why Why did you guys put me in this box?" And uh. And they didn't tell me for a long time, and I, and I, I remember driving. So for, there was about a six-hour period where I thought I had, I had killed somebody driving, all messed up. And um, that was just a terrible experience, being locked in a cell by yourself and thinking that that's upon you. Um, thankfully, uh, I was just hyper-inebriated and sitting in somebody's yard, and they called the police. So I guess that wasn't so bad. But um, then another time, uh, my, my family had tried to get me to help, and I was going to a secular treatment center, and... Um, and uh, I had, I had uh, blacked out in, in outpatient treatment. So we're sitting in group therapy or whatever, and I'm just unconscious because I'm lit up. And my poor mother was waiting outside in the parking lot because um, she brought me there. She was going to bring me home. And she had fallen asleep, and an ambulance had come and picked me up and brought me to the hospital. And when she woke up, she said, where's my son? And the drug counselor said, well, he blacked out. He's at the hospital now. So um, that was a terrible thing, and I just want to say that um, if your family or you know anybody that's suffering for addiction, I was I was a, a a junkie for twenty some years, and my mother, poor thing, went through all that. She never gave up on me. She she still supports me to this day, and she's very happy that I'm here and and happy that uh, what's going on. So I just want to encourage people: don't give up. It may seem hopeless. They may seem seem hopeless, but the Lord the Lord works. The Lord works in them, and. Um, yeah, so um and uh so all these things that happened to me, traumatic things, um one of the first scriptures that I, I came upon was uh first first chapter of James, uh second through fourth verse, um consisted fast, my brothers, whenever you meet trials of, of various kinds for the testing of your faith will produce steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect so you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And what that means to me now is that so when I encounter a problem now uh, my faith is being tested. I'm saying, hey, Lord, is this going to be all right? Are we going to be able to get through this, whatever problem it is? And uh, the Lord always follows through. So um, so the answer is yes, you're fine, everything's okay. And I say, oh, okay, okay. And then the next problem happens, Lord, what am I going to do now? Help me. And, uh, and he comes and he comes. And then eventually, through that, uh, you remain steadfast. And steadfast there's a couple other inter- interpretations or uh, translations that say patient, endurance. I like steadfast because it reminds me of a ship and you're going through a storm and somebody's saying, hold steadfast. Do not change course. Don't change your direction. Don't turn your face away from the Lord. Keep, stay focused upon him and you will get through. And uh, I just want to say again, thank you guys for having us. And uh, I think we got one more song. And here's Ram. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, a little bit of myself again. My name is Ram. I'm 49 years old. My testimony is a little bit like this. So I was raised Catholic. I'm the fifth of eight children. Um, my parents are from Mexico. 
My dad was a bull rider. He loved horses. He rode horses. Uh, I have two older brothers that are involved with horse racing to this date. Uh, like every younger brother, you want to follow in your older brother's footsteps. So since I was about the age of 14, uh, I wanted to become a jockey. So I was good in school, but at my heart was uh, wanting to learn how to ride horses. So following my brother and everything else, my brother became a jockey, and I became a jockey. So my priorities were really, really messed up. I ended up wanting to pay, make money first, uh, take care of my family second, and since I was raised Catholic and knew God, I left him last. So throughout my young uh, childhood, I ended up learning how to make money. I learned how to uh, win races. I, I traveled. And yet again, my priorities were really, really messed up. Uh, I got addicted to making money, you guys. I wanted to uh, make as much of it as fast as I could. In the process of that happening, from 18 to 20 years old, I started drinking. When I first tried beer as a kid, I didn't like it. But when you're involved in the racetrack, you work seven days a week. Most of the people don't go to church. They make excuses, well, I have to work. I can't go to church. And I started getting involved with the wrong crowd, the wrong people. Uh, them, like myself, want to make money. If you have a good day, you drink. If you have a bad day, you drink. If you want to make excuses to drink, you drink. So I'm making money. I'm winning races. I'm traveling. One day I'm running a race. I'm in the lead, and my horse broke, broke both front legs. I went down. I broke my back. I broke my right leg real bad. I was out for eight months. In the process of that happening, I was drinking, but I was prescribed pain pills, and not only was I drinking, I was getting addicted to pain pills. So once I was healthy, which my mind was to get back so I could make money, so I could take care of my family, and still leaving God last. Throughout that process, I didn't realize it, that God is so good to us that it took all that for me to lose my family, to lose my home, to lose my job to lose the relationship with my children, to lose my everything. I lost it all. But in all reality, I didn't lose it. I gave it away because of drinking. And because of that happening, it made me realize that God had never forsaken me. Amen? Man, thank God is so good. So as I realized what was going on and everything else, all of us here, being men, knowing the word surrender, we don't like to hear that word. For us, that means weakness. Nobody likes to hear that word. But we come here, we surrender, we put Christ first. So today, thank the good Lord, I've graduated the program. I'm able to give back. And God is so good, he's restoring what I lost. He's giving back my family, you know, my, my job, everything. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So it's, I tell these guys, it's not easy in living with 27 guys, you know, under one roof because, you know, the, the program is not the tough part. The, we can get to the program. I tell these guys when they graduate, everything is not, the program is, is teaching us to get a better relationship with Christ. So the day of tomorrow, we're able to handle whatever problem or situation comes at us with a sober mind, clean and sober mind. So you ask yourself, what we want from you, we would like for you guys to pray, to pray for us. That's how, you know, prayer is. But we, we serve a great God, and he does great things. For us, someone prayed us in here, and someone is still praying for us. So we, we bless you guys because you guys are blessing us. 
There's different ways that you can help. Uh, one is in Milwaukee, if you're in the area, we have a super thrift. Uh, it's very clean. It's uh, customer friendly. If you'd like to stop by, we sell furniture, clothing, children's items, toys. But if you'd like to donate clothes, that's, you know, it's very, we welcome it. Second way is we have an automotive department, ADP. If you have vehicles, run or not, motorcycles, boats, we will gladly come and pick them up. And lastly, we have uh, the crosses. We have, out in the lobby, we have crosses, shirts, and books. Uh, Fernando and, and Brian, would you raise your hand, please? These guys uh, make beautiful crosses. They, they spend a lot of time, their sweat, tears, and maybe a little blood making them. So if you like, at the end of a service, please stop by and, and, and check it out because they're, they're, that's the way that you support us. When you guys go to the, to the store, every dollar that's, that's, uh, that's spent and used by, by you guys coming in to buy something from us helps support us. So we, we thank you very much. Uh, I'd like to thank Pastor Craig and Miss Jen for their center, for helping take care of us. They helped us because Jesus Christ had saved us. Uh, the scripture that I stand firmly on is Hebrews 11.1, 1, and that's faith. Because I've always had it, I just never know how to exercise it. Hebrews 11.1 1 is faith. Faith is something that you sure you hope for, but evident in believing something you cannot see. Like the wind, like just everything that you cannot see, It's that's Jesus Christ, you guys. It's the Holy Spirit. So I thank you guys very much for your time. We're going to close out one more song, and God bless you guys.